is happening now? We're about to send you back to the Rebuta! <laughs> And welcome to another episode of Back to the Future, the show in which we take a classic film that one of us or both of us might not have seen, and we take a look at it now. I'm Drew Bridger. I'm Amber Inch. And this week we are heading back to the realms of John Hughes. The other week we took a look at planes, trains, and automobiles. And this week we're delving back into that world. It's a shared universe, I heard once. I heard a theory that all John Hughes movies are in a shared universe, which I thought was quite that strange. Right. I know. I did I think, think that. It's got the same guy in it. Yeah, I know. But someone suggested that that this takes place after Breakfast Club, once he's kind of come into his own a little bit, but moved schools. Anyway, it's very strange. This week we are taking a look at Weird Science or Weird Science, <laughs> <laughs> as it should be. Oingo Boingo making an appearance there. <laughs> We're taking a look at Weird Science, which is, I don't think it's considered by a lot of people to be maybe an immediate John Hughes hit. I think it's ranked like relatively low down on the list of classic John Hughes movies. Yeah. But I think this is more recognisable as being a John Hughes movie than perhaps Planes, Trains and Automobiles might have been but for yeah, different maybe. reasons. Mm. Why don't you start us off, as we do with every episode, because I little secret here, I have seen this film before, but I have only ever seen it the once, and I saw it quite a while ago. So why don't you start us off, as we do with every episode, by telling us what you thought the film was going to be. Okay, well, I kind of knew what it was about. I knew that there was two guys who were friends who made a woman from their supercomputer or whatever they want <laughs> like you know their super software hacking software thing okay and i thought that by the end they were actually going to get the two girls that they wanted in the first place i kind of did think that that's what was going to happen i'd kind of had it in my head like how it was going to go right <laughs> but i i um i did write down the only weird part is the fact that it was like the two boys making one woman together that's the weird part she's the science bit the weird bit is like two teenage boys making a woman together I mean yeah I think that kind of sums it up in one go really doesn't it the whole weird science part of it (laughs) I think there's a lot more to deconstruct about this film than we initially think there's going to be because out of all of the films we've watched so far, this is the one that you have put down the least about. Like, you haven't really kind of put down a lot to bring into the mix, but I think that there actually might be more to this film. Because like I said, I I watched this film once a while ago, and I couldn't really remember a whole lot about this film before I saw it. And in the back of my mind, I was kind of doing a play-by-play of the film. It's like, well, I know that they sit down and they make this woman and, you know, she's there with them and she gets them into kind of trouble. And there's this big party scene and I remember the bikers that come through. And I was like, but I'm sure that there's more to the film 
than really just that kind of big party scene and some other bits where she gets them into a little bit of a fracas mm. or whatever. And nope. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was watching back on the film, I was like, oh no, oh no, it really is just that. Yeah, <laughs> oh, weird. okay. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's quite weird. It is. But that's the weird part of it, maybe, and not necessarily... <laughs> I think what we're going to really work out, the, the crux of this podcast is perhaps working out the ratio of weirdness to science. Okay. For, for the... Okay, like, well, so, 80% weird, 20% science. And that's the episode for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in, guys. <laughs> no, I mean, like, like, what parts of the film are considered weird and what parts would be considered science so the science part is the computers <laughs> that they use the weird part is what the 80s thought hacking looked like <laughs> yeah an eyeball and a skull right <laughs> like i mean i appreciate that this is a john hughes movie and the great thing about john hughes and i have said this many times is that john hughes does kind of have a slightly self-satirical sense of humor mm in in some things in his films like it's not so much in this film but there is a little bit of the ferris bueller's day off addressing the camera in a way like every so often there will be a character that just kind of almost looks at the camera lens and practically gives a wink down the lens you know so there are some moments like that but the self-satirical part in this kind of comes from the fact that even in the 80s, everyone knew that isn't what hacking looks like, you know? And the fact that they then sit around with, like, bras on their heads doing a ceremony. It's like, where did that come from, you know? Because if you asked 15-year-old boys what, what you think you would have to do to summon a woman, putting a bra on your head is probably what they think you have to do to summon I mean, it might not be the thing. I'd probably say it's a good start. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably where you would go to. So what was the main point that you took away from this? Because there was one big point that you put down. (laughs) There was one thing that I wrote down, and that was, she is way too old. (laughs) (laughs) For the whole film. All you're thinking is... (laughs) Kelly LeBrock looks a bit too old for them. No, she's not that she looked too old. Well, she did look too old, but she just, she was too old. They kept saying she was 23. They said that a lot. Right. They said mature a lot as well. But they were only 15. And it looked so weird. She was just like snogging them all the time. Yeah. But if you're going to make, if you're a 15 year old kid and you've discovered this ability to make a woman, are you going to make another 15, 16 year old woman? Or are you going to make someone like. I don't know, like Pamela Anderson or, or, you know, someone like that. Are you going to make someone who is an established fantasy symbol or are you going to make someone who is like you? (laughs) I I suppose. But then at the the start of the film, all they were doing was watching over the other girls that they went to school with. So it's not like it was out of the question that they liked people their own age. Oh, no, that's not out of the question. But they're not. The thing about what they're doing is that they're not building themselves a reality. They're building a fantasy. They're I build- thought they were just building a girlfriend for them both. <laughs> well, there is that as well. And at least make it somebody that you can take outside. Yeah, but 
the other benefit of them doing that, and you would think, you know, maybe thinking outside the box, is you're not going to build someone that's the same age as you who you're not able to take anywhere. You're going to build someone that can get you into clubs. That can, you know, yeah. <laughs> buy buy drinks for you and stuff. I don't think they thought that far ahead, though. Mm. But, I mean, there are other things that we need to unpack. I mean, the, the hacking aspect of mm. it is just one of them. Yeah. There's the other aspect that we need to talk about, obviously, is a very young Robert Downey Jr. Very young, this. yeah. Yeah. The it's fact that Robert he Jr., appears... Actually, which is weird, because he's older now. Yeah. But he's called Junior now, and he wasn't then. Yeah, no, he was... Ju- that, this was this was before he decided to add the Junior to his name. <laughs> yeah, It's just now. Robert Downey in this. Should have been the other way around. Yeah, exactly. He looks how you said... <laughs> the the younged down version of him in the in the um, hologram program in Civil War. Oh, Civil as, War, yeah. Yeah, yeah, in, in um, Captain America Civil War when he makes the hologram projection of himself. The young... Show, yeah. He looks exactly the same yeah, in that. Yeah, they just used that. Just put that on him. I think they must have just used... He didn't have the big gap in his teeth, though. <laughs> <laughs> what was your reasoning for that? That he got his teeth fixed? Oh, no, I said he probably lost them. Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to say it now. You've got to say it now. You said Built it up. he's definitely had his teeth I fixed. Said, I noticed that, obviously, this is a, a very young Robert Downey Jr., which is the weird part, right? It's weird <laughs> that by today's standards, okay, looks looking now. back, that's what he looked like when he was young he looked way more effeminate that's the weird part oh. <laughs> okay the science part of this is that he does not have the same teeth <laughs> that's that's the fact yeah not the so weirdest. you said he doesn't have the same or no he's obviously he's had work had his on his teeth, teeth fixed or whatever. yeah and i said well yeah he probably had to because they probably all fell out due to crack <laughs> <laughs> right so but i feel bad about that because i really like him weird <laughs> part it's just a joke <laughs> weird part he then went and had that really low moment in his life where mm. he did all of those drugs. Mm. Science part, he's now back and is at the top of his career. Yeah. So there he's we Iron go. Iron Man now, so there we have it. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's strange looking back on this film. And th- this is the beauty, I think, of doing a podcast like this, is that we can retrospectively look at these films and we can go the weird part out of all of this is the the person who went on to have the biggest career out of this film was someone who was in the film for a sum total of about <laughs> 10 minutes yeah 10 whole minutes of yeah. screen time he was he wasn't even a b-list character he was probably c-list in this film mm-hmm. that's that's the weird part yeah but if you this, this is what i was gonna say if you think about the other john hughes film ferris bueller's day off who was one of the biggest actors come out of that charlie sheen and he was in it for all of about five minutes. I mean, I, I and they both I ended up almost the that. same way, almost the same way. So they were both like, I mean, Charlie Sheen wasn't the villain in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but he was the bad boy, Bonnie. Yeah, and so that's what Robert Downey Jr. was, and they both ended up taking very similar paths, and then Robert Downey Jr. kind of, you know, yeah, got himself sorted a little bit better, I suppose. Well, yeah, 
I mean, Robert Downey Jr. became Iron Man. Charlie Sheen... Became Charlie Sheen. Basically, (laughs) he became... Yeah. Nothing happened to him. No, but this is the thing. He was nice to me, so... Well, yeah. He was. He was. We, enough, I think we need to give the backstory of that, that you have come face to face with Charlie <laughs> Sheen and had a very nice interaction <laughs> with him. Only face so, to face. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Strictly. <laughs> Strictly face to face. I thought I might have way. to point that out just in case. <laughs> just in case. Just on the off chance. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the beauty of it is that Charlie Sheen did obviously then go on to become Charlie Sheen. I mean, Two and a Half Men is a a comedy series where Charlie Sheen is Charlie Sheen. And it's based on Charlie Sheen. You know, that's the whole thing. Do you know, I hadn't ever drawn that parallel between these two films. But I guess we can categorise that as science. Science? No, that's weird. I mean, it's... (laughs) It's weird, but it is also science because it's it's two things cropping up yeah. in two films by the same director that have had ways. the same outcome. I mean, he must have just been that would be spot, a scientific like a test, eye. probably. I don't know. John Hughes is like that, though, isn't he? He's got talent for like casting. I want to go back to all of his other things and have a look and <laughs> see who was out, who else was in there. I mean, was there anyone in <laughs> Breakfast Club? I know, who... I can't really think. Because it was kind of really only about them, wasn't it? Judd Nelson? And they... No. No. Although, he was in Two and a Half Men. He was. <laughs> he did make an appearance. Oh, my God. There is a lot. The rabbit hole. Hang on. Hang on now, folks, because this is where we're going to start getting into the conspiracy <laughs> theories. All right. This is where we're going to end up with a wall full That's of so string weird. going from picture I didn't to think picture. About that either before. Even no. When I, watched it, I never thought. Oh yeah. You know. This is seven seven degrees of. He didn't look good either. No. Oh my God. No. Do you know what this is? This is seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, who appeared in Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. <laughs> <laughs> thing to come out of that film and he was in the film for the first two minutes yeah oh but he was kind of already established he was, well he we we talked about in planes trains and automobiles yeah, he how he, he was already in footloose he'd been in footloose at that but point even so it's still a bit weird that is weird he wasn't in two and a half men as far as i can recall <laughs> well no i don't think he was in two and a half men but he eat, did but go they did eat bacon they uh, it's a stretch but we'll allow it <laughs> it's fine <laughs> So, I mean, as far, yeah, so as far as this film goes, you would think that of the two main characters of Wyatt and Gary, or even Lisa, played by Kelly LeBrock, you would think that after a film like this, this would be something that would springboard them onto uh, bigger and better things, especially Mm -hmm. after him being in um, The Breakfast Club. Yeah. Already. Was that, that first? I believe it was, but you know what? I'm I'm going to check they say it. This was 1985. Mm. And I'm, I don't know. Uh, oh, Breakfast Club is also 1985. Oh, okay. So this was in the same year. So this was a popular year for John Hughes. Mm. Maybe he made both of them kind of around the same time because I think Weird Science had a slightly bigger budget than The Breakfast Club. Mm. The Breakfast Club okay. didn't need 
as much. No, it didn't. No, it's just a school and those kids. I, do you know, in theory, they could have shot The Breakfast Club over the course of a week. <laughs> if well, everyone had just... Because it was one location. Just knuckle down and get it done, guys. <laughs> it was literally one location. Yeah. And it wasn't even just the one location. It was, for most part of it, it was the one, one room. One room, yeah. So I feel like they could have filmed The Breakfast Club over the course of a week. I feel like with weird science, that would have taken yeah, a quite, involved, a, quite a bit longer. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit more involved. They had a lot of other, a lot of other different people involved. A lot of places, diff- well, not a lot of places, but they went mm. to different places and that kind of thing. His um, dodgy... Like, I don't even know what it was. What was he? What was he being? Was he trying to be Mexican, like a black guy? Like, I don't. I, I don't, don't even <laughs> know. I don't know if it's offensive because or not. I don't know whether to bring I, it up. <laughs> I spent the whole of that scene trying to work out if him being drunk in that bar and doing the voice that he was doing while he was drunk. I was. I spent the whole scene trying to work out. Is this offensive? This is what I mean, yeah. It, it seemed quite offensive. So we know that that's the weird part of <laughs> that's that. That's the weird part. The weird part of that. annoying as well. Yeah. The science of it is that actually people do act like that when they're drunk and think that it's funny when everyone else realises that it's not that funny. <laughs> and I think maybe that's the introspective part from the director's standpoint watching it through the audience's I still think that's a bit... Eyes. I still think that's weird, not science. Okay. You're getting weird and science confused. Maybe I am. science a lot. I think that's what this <laughs> film does, though. It gets the weird and the science confused. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the point. So, yeah, I spent the whole of that scene trying to figure out if it was offensive. Okay, I settled on the fact that maybe it wasn't because... It's just the persona that this kid takes on when he's drunk and he's never never been been drunk drunk before. before. But he was just copying what they were saying, though. He was copying the people that he was with, wasn't he? Exactly. Maybe just trying to fit in because he doesn't feel like he fits in anywhere. I don't know. Exactly. And that's that's kind of where I settled on. I settled on the... I'm going to err on the side of it maybe not being offensive, but it depends on your standpoint. <laughs> I think the jury is still yeah. out on that. Yeah. I, I think we need to look into the potential of what these two kids are capable of with their computer that they haven't actually realised the full potential of. Yeah. Because when you think about it, Okay, this is obviously a sci-fi film. Mm. It doesn't necessarily. Is it? <laughs> I would class this Nothing as sci-fi a sci-fi happened. comedy. Nothing sci-fi happened. I mean, the whole sci-fi aspect of it comes from them creating a digital woman. Yeah, but there's literally no science involved at all. Yeah, but this is the thing. This is where I think he's kind of played it safe because. There was no real explanation no, behind how they nothing. did it. They just feed some paper into it. Exactly, and they use a computer program to do like and an just, analysis. Like, tapping some, some things on the keyboard. Exactly, and I think that this is the unrealized potential of what they have with their computer system. They've, they've basically come up with in their own home. 
a system for digitally creating any kind of life. It could revolutionise things. But no, they've used it to <laughs> create... It, it all disappeared, though, eventually. Yeah, 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 it did. Thinking about it, if they have this potential to make a person and the person that they make is Kelly LeBrock. Is that a good thing? Is that... Is it, <laughs> like, they... they <laughs> like, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, like from, the, from the 80s standpoint, from the 80s standpoint, is that the best they could have got out of the situation? No, because they weren't recreating somebody. They were just making a woman. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I don't know. What do you think they were doing? Cloning? Well, no, because this is the thing. They were feeding in all of these different yeah. pictures. Yeah. And they were getting it to kind of like amalgamate all of <laughs> yeah, these different said, things into one. Can you imagine if they one. accidentally pressed the, the brain part, gave them one of the Playboy, mod- Playboy models' brains, and then accidentally put Einstein's face in the face part instead? Oh, we got it the wrong way round. Einstein's oh, bugger. <laughs> Einstein's face on that body. It's, but the hair Albert, was still right. Albert, <laughs> Albert Einstein comes out in like <laughs> panties and a low cut top. And you're like, oh, oh. God, what have we done? This is an abomination. <laughs> That's what you'd expect to happen. That would be weird science. That's the weird part of it. But yeah, he's got the brain For of it. For me, it's not weird enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is Kelly LeBrock what you would picture to be the amalgamation of everything that they put into the computer for the looks? I think an amalgamation of everything would have been an actual mess. So it probably turned out all right. (laughs) It's true. It's like when you get all of these cutouts. Because they didn't even put in eyes. They just put in mouth. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. They just put one big walking mouth. And legs. They they did a, a scan yeah, of legs. Yeah, they put in legs and mouth. So I suppose the quota that Kelly LeBrock falls out in this aspect <laughs> is that she has legs. Yeah. So, and a massive mouth. Well, yeah. But I, I guess thinking along the lines of like springboarding careers, I can't really remember anything else that Kelly LeBrock was in no, other I than this. I looked at a few this. of the people's things and I couldn't really make any... And yeah, no, 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 no. Because there were so many moments in this film where we were looking at people and go, I recognise that person. Yeah. Like, she's been in something else, hasn't yeah. she? He's been in something else. And, and we actually, were looking up, and actually, it's not. <laughs> no. He reminds that boy, um, Wyatt, reminds mm. me of somebody so much. Yeah. I just can't think who it is. It's so, it's really annoying. <laughs> it's so annoying. And it is. It is like that. It is. But they, that, that was kind of the 80s. They did all look very similar, didn't they? And all, you know. I mean, I guess so. And I guess that's kind of maybe why John Hughes had these people in there. Because mm. they were, like, very associable to the audience. Yeah. You know, like, you could look at these people and go, oh, they're, yeah, they, they're, they're like me. That's someone that looks like someone I know. Yeah, and then obviously because it's so, it was in the 80s, you're thinking, what would they look like now? And they probably look similar to some people that maybe are around now because you try and age them in your head and you think, yeah. oh, are they going to be yeah. older anyway? It doesn't always work, really. No, no. We need to talk about Lisa, 
as a character mm. and her untapped potential. The amount of stuff that she can just do in this <laughs> film or in some instances completely undo. Yeah. We need to talk about how this could be put to better benefits. Okay. Because throwing a party for two 15-year-olds mm. to find girlfriends, mm. I think is wasted potential. <laughs> I think That's that... the whole reason why she was created. Right. <laughs> yes. Well... She's only supposed to do things for the good of them, and she's only supposed to do things that they want her to do. Even though right. that's not really what happens. Now, yeah, well, She keeps doing things to get them into trouble. Well, is it getting them into trouble or is it teaching them how to fend for themselves and come out of their shells and be better people? Yeah, that part's fine, but I don't understand why she had to go around to his parents' house and start having a go at them for no reason. It's never actually established that Gary's dad ever remembers who he is. No. (laughs) And also, they never actually say what happened to the grandparents either. No, I mean, you would imagine that they would, as soon as she reversed everything in the house, that they would just be like, oh, why are we in, why are we in the pantry? I don't know. And they'd just be no, like, they oh, we're here. They'd be starving. But they're in a pantry. They've got all the food they need. What's yeah, the problem? they've been frozen the whole time. Yeah, right. But yeah. they've got snacks like right there as soon yeah, as they, they come were... out of it. They're not, they're, they're fine. That's not going to be the first thing you're thinking of, is it? They're only old people. They don't eat a whole lot. It's still before five o'clock. They'll be fine. Um, well, it's maybe never... <laughs> you should assume that when that's reversed, he remembers again then. Right. But here's the thing. It seems like she only reverses everything that has happened to the house or within the confines of the house. They're somewhere else at that point. And it's not like she goes away and it all gets undone because you have the scene afterwards where she's the gym teacher. Yeah. So uh, did she just like wave her finger, wrinkle her nose and reverse everything or is there a select well, amount I would just assume or... that when he goes back to live in the house the guy would be like oh yeah obviously this is our son you were probably right <laughs> i mean all i needed all i needed was a scene of the guy suddenly remembering who his son was and going oh him oh well why didn't you say this whole time this guy. <laughs> maybe he never remembered him then. Maybe that's the, that's the reason. Maybe. Maybe he maybe. never remembers him. That that kid's going to have a really traumatic rest of his time at home yeah. before he moves out. Because well, he's, he's always just gonna, at his friend's house anyway. He's suddenly going to have... Dub, like, yeah. twin beds for some reason. Yeah, what's that about? I, I thought that sister? was weird. Yeah, because they said they were going... His parents were going up to meet oh, his sisters. Oh, uh, yeah, the one, she, the one that he wants to meet. Yeah, his yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but you never see her... No. Which is all right, fine, because she's she out of college, there, so, yeah. so she doesn't live there. But yeah, is it is it weird that he has a bedroom with two beds in it? Yeah, that is weird. That's maybe strange. Maybe he comes and stays over a lot, and they just give him an extra bed. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he practically because I mean, judging by the other guy's house, it's not that great, is it? <laughs> so maybe his home life already isn't that great. <laughs> maybe it's a good thing that his dad doesn't actually remember who he is, because now he's just like, well. This is great. I can just back. move out and no one's going to notice. <laughs> I thought 
thought that part was mean. I didn't think she had to be mean in front of his parents. I don't think that solved any problems. I don't think that helped anything, did it? Was she mean? Was she or was she... I don't think she was mean. Yeah. She handled everything quite calmly and matter-of-fact. It, it was the parents that suddenly escalated. Yeah, because she, she, didn't was te- say- she was telling them things that they didn't want to hear and he didn't want her to tell them those things, but she did anyway. That's true, but I suppose she's doing it under the mindset that she knows she can just, like, flick the switch. Oh, and make him forget about literally his own child. Yeah. Yeah, that helps. That's a lot better. Yeah, well, the I mum, mean... he didn't make She didn't make the mum forget. <laughs> no, the mum remembers everything about him, him tossing off the magazines. See, that's what I mean. Why did, she yeah. didn't have to say that, did she? <laughs> I found it really annoying. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I did I understand, know. like, I thought even at the beginning, oh, she's going to be there to help them, and she's going to help them get the girl, and she, or she's going to teach them lessons to make sure they get it right in the end, that type of thing. Right. Like a horny teenage boy's Mary Poppins, or something. Right. It's like she brings them out and teaches them <laughs> and how to be. And that Sorry, I'm still hung up on horny teenage boy's Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's uh, that's that's created that's an story. image in my head that I don't think I can erase now. <laughs> but that's what the story is, isn't it? I mean, it, no, you're right. I mean, she magically comes yeah, in yeah, no, and you're... she teaches them how to be and how they should be and how people like them for who they are, how to have fun, yeah, and all that sort of stuff. No, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, if there's if there's any parallel to draw about it, it is Mary Poppinsy super nanny. Albeit unintentional in it in Maybe. in its execution. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I mean, unintentional, who knows? Well, Maybe you would assume you'd assume that they if they wanted a Mary Poppins <laughs> super nanny style person, <laughs> she would have come out looking like Joe Frost and no, not Kelly LeBron. Because it's two boys that made her. Why'd you keep forgetting that? <laughs> That's the whole big part of the film. I'm saying I'm I'm saying they've created with intent. I can't have been the only person to think that she was like Mary Poppins. The whole conversation that they had about boob size, yeah. that's creating with a specific intent in mind. There. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's not going to look like Joe Frost, is it? Because that's not what a 15-year-old boy would choose. Well, I mean, you, you don't want to speak for any 15-year-old boy. I mean, yeah. You know. well, 15-year-old boys nowadays don't even know who Joe Frost is. <clears throat> that's true. That is true. <laughs> so. Yeah. There was something else I wanted to talk about. I, I feel like this film does make some gigantic leaps every so often. Mm. Not just in its story, but in its logic. Okay. Like when, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, right, yeah, right yeah, yeah. start. <laughs> For starters, how the two of them look entirely different in the very first scene. I guess that's just because they've been in gym and they've all been, like, roughed up or whatever. Yeah, so a bit of a mess. I guess. I think that's why. I think it's because they're just a bit of a mess. I guess, if you want to apply a bit of logic to it, I suppose. But, I didn't uh, even notice, actually, because I just kind of, I just thought, oh, it was a different day. Yeah, <laughs> I, I suppose, I suppose. But it, it takes some wild leaps as far as parts of the story go, especially when they're getting ready to go out for the first time and they've got suits and jackets on. And then they walk through the door and they and they look completely different and yeah. it's only really like after a while that you get oh i get it it's because She's she can do that. these things yeah that's good from a storytelling 
perspective because you don't want to have everything revealed to you all at once about what she's capable of doing yeah. and why. Mm. Like, you know, you need to leave something to be discovered. Mm. I get that. It's a good storytelling dynamic. Yeah. The way that it takes some leaps is that it does mean that sometimes throughout the film, mm. things just happen. Right. <laughs> Like them having their own car and stuff. Yeah. When they can't, they're not even allowed to drive yet. No. They're not even old enough. Right. And it's just like, the reasoning is that she can just make it happen. She couldn't be bothered to drive. She said she doesn't like driving, so he just drove. Right. And then he was driving through the parking lot of the mall and no, and literally like pass, like pedestrians were screaming and jumping out of the way and nobody thought to say, maybe we should tell some type of law enforcement about that. <laughs> Nobody, nobody thought. No one came to those people's Because he doesn't even look 15. He looks younger than that, even. Exactly. Anthony Michael Hall looking as young as he did ever. Yeah. But, (laughs) yeah. And that's the thing. Like, things things just happen. That's the science. That's That's, the weird... That's the the weird science. Well, that... (laughs) I was wondering whether I should categorise that as weird or science. The science is that it just happens. That's the fact. And because it's a fact, it is weird. Yeah. So, yeah, I suppose that is both weird (laughs) and science there. Are we we establishing that this film is airing more on the weird side than the science side? Yeah, I think so. All right. Yeah, it's quite weird. There's also a guy with a metal face. Yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I wanted to talk about. The absolute random appearance of the guy who is from the hills have eyes that guy and you know the guy i mean anyone who has seen this film you don't even need to have seen weird science you only need to have seen the hills have eyes the original the hills have eyes to know the well the guy from the poster then (laughs) the guy from the bloody cover art (laughs) of the hills have eyes you you know the guy that i mean the bald guy with the the eyes (laughs) him it's just like the absolute look like he has any teeth literally the only other thing i have seen this guy in other than the hills have eyes and i swear that this guy (laughs) must just get cast to be random scary looking dude (laughs) in something he was nice at the end though i did think that line was funny actually i did love that line i mean the the thing is this film did did make me laugh what did he say keep it quiet it's gonna yeah i don't want to lose my teaching job job. what's he teaching people to do what kind of kids is he teaching more to the point what type of school what is he teaching those kids what What is he teaching them to do Let's be honest, he's got to be a DT teacher. What was the... (laughs) (laughs) You can't teach anything else in any school. Look at the way he does. I love it not be anything but DT. (laughs) For anyone listening that doesn't know, I don't know if DT is an outdated... 
I don't know if DT is an outdated <laughs> term. Design tech. It's basically woodwork, <laughs> wood shop, metal shop, anything like that. I can just see it. Like, I don't know if it's an outdated tire term. Over his shoulder and putting goggles on. It's the only job. It's like that's the job. He wouldn't even be suited to teaching gym. Like no, he's... absolutely not. Like, we would have you teaching gym, but you just don't have the physique for it. We've got to... You're limited to, to, to DT and metal shop, I'm afraid. Oh, my God. Imagine if, imagine if that guy was your maths teacher. You wouldn't learn a thing. I'm sorry, sir. I'm too distracted by your haunting features. Uh, no, we, we've got to put you in DT, I'm afraid. All of the all of the kids that you've just taught maths to are far too scared. They're coming back traumatized, I'm afraid. So at least in DT, you don't. You can just grunt at them. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh man. He honestly, yeah, he looked like he's like gurning up a storm the entire time. Yeah, that's what he does. What's like the tagline for Hills Have Eyes, but they don't have teeth? <laughs> Basically, yes. <laughs> the Hills Have Eyes, but they don't have teeth. I mean, The Hills Have Eyes is um, kind of about... I mean, yeah, essentially... They're, like, they're weird people, aren't they? It's essentially about cannibals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's just what happens to you when you eat people. You yeah. lose your teeth. You lose your teeth. But yeah, because if you don't have to eat anything hard, all you're eating is soft things all the time. Soft tissue. Teeth fall out. Yeah. Because they don't, they're not used anymore. No. Like if so you, went, if you went on a smoothie diet. Mm, that's like a constant smoothie diet. Put me right off of smoothies <laughs> now, <laughs> looking at that guy. I mean, that's definitely not what that guy's been on, a smoothie diet. Yeah, but it's a smoothie of like flesh and blood. Oh, right. Okay. I was, I was going to say, maybe that's why they ha- can't put him in DT, because all he does all is eat the wood. <laughs> but oh someone's had an accident again oh someone's he doesn't have a hand anymore oh oh, oh where's the oh. hand you might be able to save it um, oh no i don't i don't think you can i don't think you save it oh he lost it in the sanding belt it's all um it, it's, it's all gone up. you don't want to look you don't want to look at it look. you don't want to look no i think i think we need to find it well it's, it, it might be making its way back in a couple of hours <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> if something's brewing. It might be the hand. It might not. Yeah, this 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 film. The the fact that Robert Downey Jr. is in it. The fact that that guy's he was good as well. In it. Do you know what? I think we glossed over Robert Downey Jr. a little bit too readily in this film. I think we were too ready to to mock. The fact that Robert Downey, not Junior just yet, was in this film very, very, very early stages of his career. And and not talk about the fact that actually he was quite good. He's always been good, yeah. I've never once doubted that Robert Downey Jr. is good. No. He's, he's good in everything. He is. Yeah, I don't is. think there's been a part of his career where I've, well, maybe <laughs> do little. I don't know. You haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, can't say but that I can't, I haven't heard amazing things. But well, I mean, can't say that you haven't seen it. Yeah, all right, fair enough, fair enough. I I do think that you know, aside from the point in his career where obviously he took a little bit of a downturn, 
a downy turn? No, sorry. <laughs> like, he bounced back from it hard. Mm. He, that's the hardest anyone has bounced back yeah, he really from got something a good like break that, on that ever. Ever. So he's obviously he done lucky. super well he for himself. Lucky. He was. He was. Well, I mean, you can't. I think having John Favreau as a really best hot. mate does it also helps as well. Because yeah. when John Favreau but when you think about who can play, wants to put you in his movie. I know it's not about Tony Stark or Iron Man. No. But when you think about who you'd want to play Tony Stark, can't really think of anybody else. I Even before he did it, it's not that that's the image that you have in your head now, but even no. before you think, well, who is the yeah, type of person absolutely. that's had that? hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, Robert Downey Jr. When you think about the backstory of Tony Stark and the fact that Tony Stark did have addiction problems mm. in comics canon, yeah, you know, it makes sense in yeah. that kind of meta perspective to have Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I think it makes sense. But considering that one of the original choices when they were casting this film early on, and particularly when they wanted to try and get it off the ground. As early as the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, when films like X-Men and, and Spider-Man Man, were... Yeah, talking about yeah. Iron Man. Were, were, you know, creating the buzz around comic book franchises. Yeah. They originally wanted to have Tom Cruise oh. in that role. Oh, and no. even, even now, like, as good as Tom Cruise is, oh, no. I cannot picture Tom Cruise... I can't it doesn't even have to be in literally everything. Doesn't no, it? I know, but I can't. <laughs> I can't even in the back of my mind place him in that role and go. No, I can't. Yeah, that would be an equally good choice. It just wouldn't. It I wouldn't. don't think he's got the power, the presence. I don't think he's he got hasn't. Any of that he hasn't got the presence, the power, or the personality no, for he it. Doesn't. He's... Although they could have saved a lot of money because he would have done his own stunt. That is true. <laughs> Tom Cruise would have actually got into a flying suit of armour. Probably, and, yeah. yeah. so in all fairness, they wouldn't have needed to green screen it. And then he might have finished himself off and they'd have to use Robert Downey Jr. anyway. So yeah. we probably always would have got Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Exactly. Just... <laughs> and that's the science part. Well, no, technically, that might be that might be the weird part when you take into consideration that Tom Cruise is the science part oh, of it no. <laughs> see it's very blurred lines science and weird weird and science yeah when you take scientology yeah. into consideration think, oh, no. it's weird science <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't taking that oh, okay that's not what we were talking about okay fine <laughs> now i do think we need to mention there is a little you're not gonna known... tell me there's a sequel is there no <laughs> okay good what do you think the sequel's about yeah. she tries to make herself a boyfriend yeah, it's like the opposite of Bride of Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, because this is obviously heavily Frankenstein influenced. Mm. This is, I mean, obviously, like they they're playing Frankenstein, <laughs> at, and that's what gives him yeah. the idea. For yeah, because they're watching it. Do you think that that's the process John Hughes went through, and he was like, "What if I did Frankenstein, but from the perspective of two teenagers <laughs> yeah. trying to make a trying to make a woman?" Yeah, probably because they use the technology that they've got, which is now, you know. Little, a little computer. Right. <laughs> Which is not very little at all. That was his elevator pitch for this film, wasn't it? Frankenstein, Frankenstein but it's two teenage boys, boys making yeah. a woman. Yeah, probably. And someone went, yeah, actually. Ooh, hang on, yeah, we could give them the budget for that. Yeah, and then he says, like Frankenstein, but pretty. And yeah. Frankenstein is obviously not the monster, Frankenstein's no. the doctor. And right. actually, she does look like Frankenstein, but a bit pretty. <laughs> That's... 
Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's not, true. Not, very, not that dissimilar. No, no. Not the same facial structure. Yeah. So maybe he didn't actually want to create what the monster was doing. He want, he actually liked the look of the Doctor. I feel that this is also, in some part, influenced by I Dream of Genie. But I don't know <laughs> if that's really maybe. what John Hughes was going for at the I time. Know. I don't know what people are influenced by. He might have watched it when he grew up. Maybe, maybe he did. <laughs> maybe, maybe John Hughes is a big I Dream of Genie fan. <laughs> But yeah, no, I, I, I kind of get that. No, what I was going to say was they did try a reboot of Weird Science. Oh, yeah, a TV series. As a 1994 TV series, I believe it did not go well. It no. did not take off. But what surprised me was when I looked at it and the description of it, it's the exact same description. I mean, down to the character names. Yeah. The character names are the exact same. They have literally taken this film mm. and just fleshed it out as an episodic <laughs> series to give yeah, more really exposition. Enough, there's not really enough story to pad it out that much, is there? Well, here's the thing. I think that actually there is mm. the potential to kind of pad it out. I thought quite a lot that didn't need to be in this film. Well, uh, well, maybe. I think that if it's done right, there is the potential to draw it out as a series, but I don't think it was stretched for any longer than, like, the one. Like, no. you could maybe, you no, know... No, no, no. No, no. You'd, you'd probably get, like, 10, 11 half-hour episodes out of it. That's still quite to maybe a lot. Pad it, yeah, it's still <laughs> quite a lot. To maybe, like, pad it out. Yeah, I suppose if they were only half an hour, you could maybe make the story a bit more fleshy, because yeah. they could be at school for a bit longer and stuff. Exactly. In a very, kind of, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, yeah. Lizzie McGuire kind of feeling mm. to it, you know? Mm. Like, every week there's something that they've got to tackle, and she yeah, will she come in and problem. do something, but actually you realise at the end that she was helping them the whole time. Yeah. You know, so... Yeah, you know, I suppose. Very That's So Raveny, but mm. for a new generation. Mm. I don't know. I mean, it was 1994 that they tried to do this in. It's around the same time that they were trying to make a Robocop TV series. <laughs> oh, no. So, you know... Well, merge them together. Wow. Now that's now that's the crossover event that no one expected <laughs> Maybe or wanted they'd make until a woman, now. But by accident, she's also an undercover cop. So she is part woman, part machine, all Kelly LeBrock. Yeah. Right. Cool. Okay. Good. <laughs> <laughs> she must be part machine because she was she was born out of it. It's science o'clock somewhere. <laughs> it's science o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I have to go. Somewhere crime is being committed. <laughs> I have to go somewhere there is some hacking being committed. <laughs> I have to go somewhere there's a teenage boy who needs me. Uh, I think... I have to oh. go. Some teenage boy needs a Ferrari. Uh, oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Not exactly as pressing a matter, is it? Oh, really? I also think we need to talk about the fact that that one guy who is working in that database um housing facility oh, yeah. he is having a real bad weekend <laughs> like he's having the worst weekend he, of he his life he's literally sat there and he's never had to work and then all of a sudden in the space of like three days he has to stop some type of nuclear problem and he doesn't 
No. <laughs> Literally, he doesn't. This is my time. This is my time to shine. No. Out the window. And then it occurs again. Yeah. This is my time. This is my time to shine. No. No, it's window. done. It's done. It's gone. It's gone He's again. kind of like the poor guy that in Robocop. Right. In the service, in the in the petrol station. Yeah, that doesn't where speak. Where all he's trying to do is just do his work and then some <laughs> idiot comes along and ruins it. And this is the thing. I always feel really bad for these people. He's literally just a dude <laughs> trying to do his job. And I said this when we looked at Robocop. Yeah. And I'll say it again now. I feel bad for the people who are in these situations and they are just trying to do their job yeah and they find yeah, themselves in these kinds but of things but he didn't do his job very well oh, i mean how do we know that he doesn't do his job very well cuz we don't really know what his job was yeah, but they still got the woman and they also had a nuclear missile well yeah i think surely if you, pretty if big result for a weekend <laughs> bender really isn't it if your if your job was to, if your job was to stop any type of tragedy or big thing happening whatever his job was i don't even know what his job was but i'm guessing it wasn't to let teenage boys have a nuclear missile i, I so mean whatever his job mm, was yeah probably i mean if anything i think that's all of our jobs really <laughs> everyone everyone yeah. on the planet i think it's their job to not let 15 year olds have a nuclear missile mm. really when you think about it it's everyone's responsibility yeah. isn't it there was also quite a few product placements in this one as well. There was Nike. I saw people wearing those. I didn't notice that one. Yeah. I mean, I guess a lot of people must have been wearing Nike shoes. So I well, no. Get that, um, but... At the beginning when they pantsed them. Oh, you see, like, yeah. No, the... now I remember. And also Converse. Yeah. They were wearing Converse as well. And they were real ones. Yes. And they yeah, were the real like, ones. on his bed, right next yeah, to his I... head a lot. Yeah. I noticed lot, that right in, so right in right in centre frame yeah. as well. So I did notice those. I did think, oh, that's great. There's Converse, um, Coke, Coca Cola, like on his bottle. Yeah, the there was a was lot of Coke. Nuclear missiles. Time magazine was everywhere. Playboy magazine was everywhere as well. <laughs> yeah, he was um, he was pouring a Coke in their personal bar in their house as well at one was point. He? Yeah, he had a can that he poured into a whiskey glass and was sipping it like whiskey. Yeah. Because obviously he doesn't like scotch and he's still nursing the hangover from the first night, you know. <laughs> there was probably more, but I couldn't really... Obviously they drove past a few things. Yeah, the car. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the cars themselves, obviously, as well. The Ferrari and the Porsche. Yeah. That's product placement, I guess, as yeah. well. Like the Icy. The Icy? <laughs> yeah. Is that a... Is that a <laughs> generic drink or is that an actual brand sure, i don't yeah. know maybe it will, maybe they faked a brand it made it like probably look, made it look like a brand. probably if they'd said it was slush puppy yeah like, then it then okay yeah but i don't, I don't know don't... 80s ice drink brands so it might be might not be in specifically u.s branded mm. ones as well mm. so i don't know i don't know but yeah no there's a decent amount of product placement in this one as Jabba well the Hutt also yeah. Turned him into Jabba the Hutt at the end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That made me feel very strange. Yeah, I don't, no, yeah. I felt a little. Color. It was funny how they made everything look horrible, but they kept his hair. Because that's how bad his hair was, that <laughs> it was kept onto that even. Yeah. We, yeah, because that, I, I've completely forgot that Bill Paxton, Paxton. <laughs> not, not Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman made a rousing 4th of July speech. In Independence Day. 
Bill Paxton, Paxton turned into Jabba the Hutt with a bad front. Right. Like, okay. Top, yeah, you know? I've got you. I got you. Right. I always something everyone should know. I always, even if someone has literally just explained it to me, <laughs> I get Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. I understand though. Yeah. Because I do as well. They don't look anything like each other. No. But every single time I see one of them, I'm like. Okay, who they, is this one now? They literally haven't even crossed over no. in a film together. No. And if and they have, I don't know about it. Much. No. <laughs> but I, I, someone could explain it to me and I would immediately forget who yeah. was who. He Bill, was a horrible, annoying guy in yeah. this. And horrible and annoying. But then he was supposed to be. He was like the big brother. Yeah. And Bill Paxton yeah. is the one who has died bill pullman is Wait, still whoever alive. the one that's in this film is the one that has died so bill paxton <laughs> is the right okay the guy in twister right yes yeah but he didn't die from twister <laughs> no. i should preface no, he, he didn't, didn't die from, from being in twister no. no that's that's a different thing altogether but yeah he was he was in this as well and i think this was pretty early on in his career too. yeah i'd imagine he doesn't even look like him no, no. This is like early Paxton. This isn't they peak Paxton. They all had Paxton. terrible teeth in this, didn't they? They must have seen this film and then gone, we need to sort teeth out. Yeah. Maybe they. Maybe this is what John Hughes paid them all with. Teeth? Well, not... No. <laughs> he didn't not, pay he's... them with teeth, Amber. <laughs> I'm saying. The hills have eyes, guys. <laughs> Can you pay me in teeth? No, I'm saying. He'd have been all right with that. I'm saying he probably... <laughs> I'm saying the budget for the film was probably so low that he said, I will get you dental work. You know, like like how people can claim um, medical expenses off of the back of things. Like maybe they use this <laughs> film to, to this claim under medical expenses, tax write-off. I don't no, know. I don't know. I don't think so. But yeah, Bill Paxton in this film is, is not even yet at, peak paxton no this is early still very early but very early yeah no i mean he wasn't even in it for that long really i mean he was i don't know he was kind of a big part of it he was bullying him a lot he was yeah got naked at one point (laughs) not frontal though we didn't see frontal nudity that that was the weird part that was the weird that was the weird part part was that you didn't see full frontal no the weird part was that he got naked the science part is that he his hair is shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't know. I was grasping at straws for the science yeah, part tell. of that. So I'm going to be honest. I don't know what you thought of this film overall. But if I'm speaking honestly and frankly, I actually remembered this film as being better than i think it actually was which sounds harsh yeah it it sounds harsh like my memory of it is better than when i actually just watched it yeah so i was expecting it to be a little bit yeah yeah for the cult kind of references that you get out of this film and the fact that, you know, this film does get referenced in some things. I, 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 I I've seen it referenced in things. I haven't recognised. 
I think Anything it's the whole in that film that I've seen before. Yeah, I think it's the whole wearing the bras on the head thing that um i've i've seen kind of referenced oh, okay. quickly in other things was but... that them that did that first though I didn't... yeah oh, okay. yeah yeah it was yeah yeah and i think that was the funny thing that people kind of latched on to and the fact that you know robert downey jr sorry robert downey not yet jr mm. um <laughs> but actually physically jr <laughs> robert downey physically jr but not yet <laughs> the fact that he kind of joined in at that point yeah. in this film um, probably not the last time we'd have a bra on a day. Yeah, for many no, no, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> um, the fact that that kind of happened in this film was something that I think people kind of latched onto a little bit as being like a really, really funny thing. Oh, okay. And I th- and I feel like if this film got remade today, there would be so much about it that wouldn't really fly. I think. No. I think there's so much about this film that would be considered not necessarily un-PC, but just frowned upon, I guess. Yeah, they wouldn't almost. be able to have... They'd have to have somebody their age. Yeah. Well, not even that. It's the fact that she, as a woman, says that she is under the command of these two 15-year-old boys and she does whatever they say and she is essentially under their control. Yeah, which isn't actually true at all because she just does whatever she wants. I suppose that's <laughs> true. I suppose I she says that. That, what, that when she said that, that was a little bit of a joke because she genuinely doesn't know how else to communicate that. Like Because she thinks it's fine to tell people that she has been made from a computer software by them so because they made her, they control her. And she's just saying that as a simple matter of fact. Well, they control me. And she doesn't mean anything by it. But because of what it sounds like to regular people who don't know that she's been mm. made by them in a computer, it sounds like something that's a little bit way, well, like that type of thing. Yeah. So they're putting the connotations on that. She's not. Yeah, she's genuinely just describing that as the way that she sees it because that's, that's what she knows is happening. And she doesn't yeah. think it's weird to say to them, they made me, so they controlled me. But everyone else is like, it's not possible to make somebody. So they can't. So because they don't think that it is even in question that they would make her out of a computer, the only possible conclusion they can come to is that, you know, something sexual and a bit weird. I think that's actually justified quite a lot of that. I think that actually makes a, a lot of sense. I think if it, I, I, I do think that if it got made again today there would be a lot that would be changed yeah. about oh, yeah, it yeah. No, for I agree, audiences. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I think that was part of, not part of the joke, but that was part of the mm. thing that they were saying, you know, she tells them that. Yeah. And th- But this is what it sounds like. And yeah. that's why they were like, oh, we want we want one of them. <laughs> yeah. And actually the fact that she says that, but her actions show that actually she has more control than what she's letting on. Mm. It, it's contrary to what she's saying. Like she's yeah. saying that almost as if to throw people off the scent because she's been made by these two kids, yeah. so she is loyal to them. But actually, there is the element that perhaps she does have free will, and she's only kind saying of. that. I mean, semi. I think. I think she's there because they wanted popularity, friends, and girlfriends, and she, and because that was the desire of her being made. 
she's just going to do whatever she can think of to make that happen. So she's still being controlled by them. She's still doing what they want, but she's doing it however she sees is going to work. Because obviously, right. they're not going to tell her, throw us a party. No, she did these that. Girls. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. So the way that she knows how to get them to have friends, popularity and girlfriends is by throwing them this party. Right. So that's what she's going to do. Yeah, I suppose. And then and she she's... brings in those horrific bad guys <laughs> that obviously they're, they yeah. know and she knows that they're going to turn on their heels and, and leave and it's going to make them boys look like the big, the yeah, big guys. Yeah, the big shots. So, so all of the things that she's doing on purpose. Mm. So it kind of is still under their control because she's still doing what they want, but it's just maybe not in the way that they right, would have Right, 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 right. Yeah. So it's she still is. Mm. If it did get made again today and it was done in a way that kind of was appealing to all however hard it might yeah, be to be do hard. the question is who would you cast as lisa oh <laughs> can't just spring something like that on a person you've got to give somebody some mulling overtime right i know but um, i mean like so somebody that teenage boys would make i mean this is this the thing. is the strange thing, right? This because is right now. I do understand why she had to be older, but yeah, she didn't because in the mind of a of a, of a fifteen sixteen year old kid, you're exposed to things on TV. You're looking at actresses. No, I mean, who like, are you know? Well, yeah, I get what you mean. But then at the end, he said she made me realise what I actually want, and it's somebody my own age, somebody mm. like you. So that kind of worked out. But yeah. anyway, no, what I mean is. I was thinking you have somebody their age, but you cannot have a 16-year-old actress who's actually obviously 16 playing a 16-year-old and be that hyper-sexualised. No. you just can't. No, you and can't. That's the, that would be so the weirdest why, part of it. That's yeah. obviously why she has to be older. Exactly. So even they realised then that she has to be probably a bit older to get away with that type of attitude and that absolutely like she's doing so it would have to be somebody i don't know but even though she, they said she was 23 she still looked older than 23 oh yeah i think <laughs> yeah I think no she, she wasn't no she she was she was not 23 no, <laughs> <laughs> no. um so who would be able to people no they probably end now? up if probably it was now robbie or something uh, yeah there we go <laughs> Absolutely. You hit the nail square on the head there. I wasn't even thinking along those lines, but you're absolutely right. It, there we go. It would be Margot Robbie. There, we've just cast. It would, wouldn't it, really? We have literally just cast. Robert Downey Jr. could come back in some role as he well to bridge the, the gap. Dads. He could be one of the dads. Yeah. Um, or maybe play the exact same be part. He could be the same character. He could be the no, same. But he could just be older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there we go. And he's in the background saying, I swear I've seen all of this before. Somewhere. It's like Marty McFly. It's like a McFly, like Back to the Future type thing. Exactly, exactly. So there we go. We've just cast Weird Science, the reboot, Margot Robbie. <laughs> if you're listening to Margot Robbie and you want to play <laughs> Lisa in our new version of Weird Science, hit us up. So the question we'll is. Make it. We'll make it. We don't have anybody else. We've got no other ideas as who would they be the other people. Well, the, the weird, boys, no idea. The weird part of this film is that it all took place over the space of one weekend. The yeah. science part is that they probably only filmed it over a weekend yeah, as well. Probably. So you know, essentially, I, I don't think that this is high on the John Hughes scale no, of the films so. that he's made. 
I didn't um, even know it was. I knew a lot about, not that I knew a lot about the film, but I knew the story and I knew mm, what it looked like. Mm, I knew who was in it and who they were. But mm, I still didn't know that it was a John Hughes film, I don't think. No, I, put that together. I don't even think that this is as good as Planes, Trains and Automobiles. I think no. Planes, Trains and Automobiles was really good because it, yeah. it had the right balance of comedy and sentiment mm. to one another. And this film was kind of a little bit more along the lines of, like, wacky, zany teen humour. Yeah. Whereas, counterbalancing that, the same year, Breakfast Club came out. And that was equal parts sentiment and comedy. Yeah. Maybe he just missed missed the mark slightly, maybe. It's just not one of his, mm. like, classic kind of um, ones that you would remember... Yeah. It's just oh oh you would think that it would be really fun, but it's just not as fun. Yeah. So it's definitely below Breakfast Club and Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Planes, Trains and Automobiles. I think it's also below I would definitely say it's below Uncle Buck as well. So I think okay, for yeah. me personally at the moment, I know that John Hughes has done other films mm. as well, but I definitely think it's below those four. Yeah. So Yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't think it's right at the bottom of the pile. Not no. by a long shot, but it's not above It's those. not the worst film that I've watched during this thing during this whole thing. <laughs> no, I know that much. I know that much. <laughs> so with that in mind, speaking of, as we do every episode, we get a score rating from you, because you haven't seen this film before. No. And what is it going to be out of? I found this very difficult. Both. I thought so it might be. I found be. it really difficult to rate, but I also found it really difficult to think of something that it would be rated out of. It's tough. And I'm still kind of trying to think now. I might have got it, but I'm not sure. Okay. I've got two. I've All got right. Two possibilities, like two possible ratings. Things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want to be really hard. I feel like I've given a lot of films three. Okay. Some, I think I've done three and a half. But I've given a lot of films three. And actually, I don't think that this was maybe as good as those. I'm not I'm not sure. But I'm not sure. I can't really work out. But I can't give okay. it... I couldn't give it less than a three because if it was a two. That's got to be really bad. That was a really bad film, mm, isn't it? So yeah. I think maybe... Well, you gave just... Teen Wolf two. <laughs> that was really bad, though. Yeah... That was yeah. really bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy this, and no. it was—it's not boring. The story still carries on at quite a good pace. I don't mm. feel like it's lagging. Yeah. Like, no, but even now, like my memory of it is better than kind of when I was watching the actual film because I was yeah. like, I swear there were more parts when I first watched this film that I was literally belly laughing. Really? At. Yeah. I don't find any of it funny. I think I, f- I forget when I first watched this film, though. I think when I first watched this film, I was around the age of, like, 17, 18. Oh, okay. So that's probably why. Yeah, I didn't really find it that funny. So I think I'm probably just going to give it three again. Okay. I feel, like <laughs> I feel like they're really poor. Like, you know, when they're asking people to on The X Factor to judge, like, who they're going to get rid mm-hmm. of? And they always go the real easy way out. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I'm just going to vote the same as this person. So it takes it to kind of the yeah. people's vote. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll allow you a half point 
if you want to take it to a two and a half. Skip, but I do. I've given three and a halves before. Yeah, I know, but if you want to take it to a two and a but half, that still that still feels bad, don't you think? That doesn't doesn't seem right because but, like there's something that I can't quite like. I know that it wasn't the greatest, and it wasn't even his greatest. Mm. But there's still something that I kind. But of... if you think about it, if it's out of five, if you do two and a half, that's directly down the middle. So that's yeah. So it still it, feel a bit it's bad. Fifty fifty. But it was quite annoying, and I did keep seeing it. Like anyway, yeah. Why did it have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> There was so much to unpack in that sentence, you didn't even bother. <laughs> yeah, didn't even bother. So what's it? Get, so what so is it and what's going to be out of? I think I'm going to say two and a half. And this is where the possibilities come in. Right, so right, it okay. depends which one you prefer. Colour me intrigued. <laughs> I'm listening, I'm all ears. Two and a half water pistols, because he thought it was a water pistol, actually it was a real gun that time. Okay, and that, that was funny, but yeah, okay. Or two and a half flat tops. <laughs> Because it's, it was a flat top, but it was the worst one. I don't might as well call it two and a it half like Paxton's. So totally bald, almost. <laughs> you don't. I mean, what's the, what's even the point at yeah. that at that at that point it wasn't when you a flat like... top, but just a top? Yeah, know. it was like <laughs> it was like a spiky front, a spiky back, and nothing in the middle. <laughs> the opposite of what a mullet is. Yeah, I think I think I think two and a half water pistols is a good one. Okay. Two two and a half water pistols because that's kind of one of the big gags of the film. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So I do like that. All right, so there you have it. Weird science. Two and a half out of a potential <laughs> five water pistols. Do you think that's where Harry, um, Harry Potter got the idea for blanking Hermione's parents' minds? <laughs> don't even know where to start on that one. No. No? <laughs> I don't even know what goes on in the mind of J.K. Rowling anymore, so I don't even know where to start she with that one. She saw science and she thought, oh yeah, he could just, she could just erase their memory and forget that she ever existed. Great. Great. Job done there. Yeah. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. But there we go. So, weird science. Two and a half water pistols out of a potential five water pistols from you. Do we think that makes it a classic or not? I mean, it's kind of yeah, on the fence. It possibly, does. it possibly is, but uh, when it's two and a half, kind of hard to tell whether this is a full classic mm. or not. I think the fact that it's John Hughes maybe tips it over. But what do you all think? Do you consider weird science to be a classic is there something that we've drastically missed out of this film that might tip it over the edge what are your thoughts are there any other films that you think we should see that one of us or both of us might not have seen if you want to share your opinions with us or make any suggestions you can reach us on twitter i am at drew bridger at amber inch and until that point it's it's been a weird episode it's been slightly scientific it's been <laughs> weird science <laughs> oingo boingo keep making an appearance out of nowhere i don't know where they keep coming from but we've got to get them out of our house now <laughs> oingo boingo are downstairs they're drinking all of our milk they're... Okay. <laughs>